Hello, this is Len Tengis welcoming you to the iPodcast AGCMO Weekly Podcast. In each episode, we'll feature information about a contractor, specialty contractor, supplier, contracting agency, owner, or legislative or regulatory issue pertinent to the construction industry in Missouri. We'll feature industry professionals and other construction industry representatives to help our listeners stay up to date with current and future trends in construction. So here we go. Welcome back to iPodcast AGCMO. Our guest today is Tracy Hart. Tracy is the president of Tarleton Corporation and a past chair of the board of AGC of St. Louis now AGC Missouri. Tracy, thank you. Thank you, Len. It's great to be here. Tracy, tell me, how did a nice lady like you end up in an industry <laughs> like this? How did you end up in construction? Well, it, it truly was by accident. As you know, Tarleton is our family business, started by my grandfather in 1946. And when I went to college, my dad did say that engineering was an option for me. And as I was good at math and science, and I said, no, I'm not going to do that. And and uh, ended up going to college, got a degree in English and communications, didn't want to come back to St. Louis, moved to Chicago, wanted to be in advertising and PR. And my dad once again said, construction companies have marketing. Have you ever thought about that? And I'm like, okay, dad, I'll Okay, check it out. Yeah. So I ended up, much to my chagrin and much to my enjoyment, with a job with Pepper Construction Company as their marketing coordinator. And it was awesome. And I just remember the first day that I got to go visit a job site and I had on my boots and hard hats and I just felt like I was in the right place. And so my lesson there was you just don't know what you don't know. Right. And you should always walk through that door that opens up for you. During that time, I did a variety of different things and advanced in my career. What sort of things did you do there, Pepper, in the marketing side of things? Well, we prepared proposals. We also did all of the communications pieces. Anything that you would see from the external that had to do with Pepper came out of of our department. Mm -hmm. And it could be signage. It could be our newsletter. It could be our annual report. It could be advertising, anything visual. And, and it was a lot of fun, and I got to learn a lot about the industry because when you write about it, you learn about it. You have to learn about it. Yeah. And five years later, my husband comes home, and he says, I've got a job offer in St. Louis. And I was like, hmm, I know a contractor in St. Louis. <laughs> <laughs> and so I came back here, and we talked about what we wanted to do. And one of the things that I was charged with was learning uh, was developing our repeat business. Mm-hmm. And I said, well, you know, I really need to learn more about how we deliver our services in order to know how we can improve our services. And so I spent the first year and a half or so as a project engineer. And hence, now at Tarleton, we say, well, if Tracy can figure it out, anybody there can figure it go. out. <laughs> <laughs> but, you know, a lot of our industry is about that sense of urgency, that sense of getting things done. Getting, and figuring stuff out. And figuring things out. How do I get from A to B? And and knowing the the right questions to ask when you mm-hmm. don't have the answers. I was good at asking questions. <laughs> That's good. That's good. And then that just led you up the chain then within the company. Well, we, we, were re- we are very fortunate. We have an outside board of advisors. And when our president, Bob Cease, who also was a former AGC St. Louis chairman, 
decided that he, it was time for him to retire, we went to our board of advisors. Our board of advisors actually charged Dirk Elsperman, who's my brother, and I to come up with what the appropriate structure should be for our company. What a plan would be going forward. Yes. And so we sat down and we came back to them and we said, well, we'll be co-presidents. And they said, well, that's a nice family decision, but that's not a great business decision. Come mm-hmm. back again. And so we did some analysis on our different strengths and, and developmental areas. And, and we said, well, gosh, I am much better externally. Dirk is much better internally. And hence, we ended up with the structure that we have today. And it's been super. It's really been super. And, and certainly not, I think about my younger self and how much I didn't know when we jumped into the fray. But we were supported by a lot of smart people, and that was good. And yeah. So well, and it really are. is a challenge for a family business to figure out where those strengths are and, and take an objective look at it. Oh, yes. Yeah, we were, we were lucky, and we were smaller then, too. We were much smaller. So we, we didn't have lots – we didn't have some of the complexities that we have today mm-hmm. that we mm-hmm. had to, to deal with. So – you talk about complexities. What are some of the complexities that you have to deal with now that really are concerns of yours both now and going forward? Mm, boy, concerns and aids. Doing business is, is not always simple. You know, and, and when you look at what it takes, for instance, just to procure a project, it, it used to be that we would bid a lot of hard bid work and they'd rip it open and you were either low or not low. <laughs> so many different delivery systems, so, so much different. more relationship type work that happens. You may work for years just to get the opportunity. And then once you get, you secure the project, it doesn't start for another year or two. You know, so that, that cycle can be very long and, and um, your revenue streams. And so that your revenue streams become more of an art than a science. That really is tough for emerging firms or new firms getting into the industry is that whole capitalization and that lag time of from inception to actual completion can have such a a big front end on it. Mm -hmm. It has a lot of investment initially before the revenues start to generate earnings. And knowing how much work you have to have in the queue, how much work you have to have in process, and, and then what your backlog might be is, is a bit of a juggling act, you know. And, and I don't think it gets any easier based on your size. Right. You know, the variables just get different. So um, There might be a few more zeros, but it's still the same complexity. Right. And COVID only made that more difficult with the additional issues that we're facing today. And how are you facing those as a company? I know that's a very difficult issue, and everybody has a different approach to it. I'd love to hear how Tarleton Corporation is trying to grapple with this. Well, for us, what we've done is we've gotten much more conservative in our projections. So if you said that job was going to start in April, well, we'll tack on at least six months onto that just because we know our, our history is telling us that the slippage on job starts 
is that much more. We'll and that slippage is because of financing or just reticence to move forward or I what? think it's more reticence to move forward. There's changing factors or perhaps in the case of a real estate deal, maybe your leasing or tenant is taking more time to make a decision. Or it could be I'm going to play the market on commodities um, and I want to wait to, to see if things go down. You know, there's just a myriad of different situations. So then you really want to make sure that your funnel is full of opportunity so that you can wait out those delays. And so you're, you, we spend a lot of time on manpower, resource allocation as to what, where, where people will go when and how we'll adjust and who are the right people for the job. Because the worst thing we can do as a company is overcommit and underdeliver. At the end of the day, this is a service business. It is. And you have to have the right people to deliver the services, and the people are a real challenge right now. Oh, yes. They have a lot of choices. <laughs> <laughs> well, and really when you're trying to, as you said, look at those lead times changing and trying to keep your crews together, you just don't go down to the union hall or whatever and say, oh, here's the five people I need. People are moving around. and keeping your talented crews together is a real key element of the service you provide. It is. It is. But I think the other part is, and this is something we've spent a lot of time on, is how are we attracting people into our industry? How are you attracting people into the industry? Well, we're spending a lot of time talking to them. We just, we're going to get started with another, a second resource trailer. Yeah, I know, talk about that resource trailer a little bit. I know know the first one. Mm -hmm. Tell the story about that. So we were charged with by BJC to come up with some innovative ideas as to how we could engage the community when we did a project in North County for them, uh, their Siteman Cancer Center there. And we uh, came up with the idea of putting together this resource trailer in conjunction with BJC, and the whole idea was to attract high school kids to middle skills opportunities whether they were in healthcare or whether they were in construction. Mm-hmm. And so they, we did this big outreach to the different schools, high schools, technical schools, and brought in leaders from labor, leaders from management, leaders from the healthcare industry, and basically tricked out a trailer with different iPads and different exploratory components that they could have an interactive experience and see where they might be interested. And so then, a young person comes into the trailer and there's just all these different opportunities for them to take a I look at. If I want to do this, if I want to do that, and then you take them on the field trip. And, okay. and so you're, the superintendent, James Tillman, would take them through the project or they would go in the hospital if that was their track mm-hmm. and share with them, this is what's going on, this is what it takes to do this. Oh, see this math problem on the column? That's because we use math on a daily basis, you know, and and just explain the whole idea. And then in May, they would have a signing day. Like a a sports. Just like sports, yeah. So I'm, you know, I'm going to be a pipe fitter, and I'm going to go join a plumbing contractor. And and it was great. And so we'd been looking for an opportunity to do that in Cortex. We're going to work with McCarthy and with BJC, right near Queenie Tower, mm-hmm. where they're going to be doing the replacement hospital bed there. And uh, hopefully we'll get to do a second one in Cortex and bring in the, we want to bring in the technology component 
you know, the launch codes of the world, you know, as an option for kids as well. And so yeah. this will be trailer number two then. Yeah, so this will be trailer Well, that's great. Yeah, and so trailer number one is still busy, huh? No, we had to, once the project was over, that is now being redeployed. Trailer 2.0. <laughs> yeah, exactly. <laughs> exactly. So well, just, but but those are the kinds of things. And it and it's a labor of love for Rosalind Croft here, who's our diversity manager, and it does a fabulous job. But it takes time. You know, sure. it's, it's been, and, and it's an investment in our future. Oh, absolutely. Absolutely. Well, one of the things that you really helped us with was your year as the chair of AGC of St. Louis. What did you learn during that year? What sort of things do you look back on or what sort of things do you look to AGC for Mm -hmm. as Tracy Hart or as Tarleton Corporation? Well, while being the chair was one year, it's the whole buildup to getting there. And mm-hmm. I think I looked at AGC because I got engaged with AGC early in my career as a huge educational tool. Just if I wanted to know something about the industry, and I went to STP courses, I went to conventions, I went to all the different educational components that we had here in St. Louis, you had to get engaged and you had to learn about the industry. And it wasn't just how to build a building. In fact, that really wasn't even talked about at all. It was all the nuances of the business that I, that I the needed complexities. to understand. Yes, the complexities. And whether it's going to that executive education that National AGC offers down at the Cooper Clinic, um, the AMP class, mm-hmm. or it's, like I said, the STP class right here in town, it all fed into my understanding as a non-engineer of this industry. And I think um, if I talk to other people who have been engaged in AGC, they would say they didn't realize, oh, collective bargaining, what exactly does that mean? And how do I get involved? And, and what are the germane issues? Or what are the permitting issues that we're facing that we need to do as an in- battle as an industry? Or what about when we introduced random drug testing mm-hmm. and the collaboration that we needed with our partners in labor and management to kick that off? So there's just a whole variety of things that that transpire to get you there. And then it's about being a good steward of our industry and being engaged. And so I, I, when I think about being chairman, it was it's it's what I need to give back to the industry. Sure. And because it's been very wonderful to us. And like anything, you get out of it what you put into it. Absolutely. Absolutely. And we were just talking about that earlier, and we have had a high level of engagement in national and and local AGC at Tarleton. But it's also probably time for our next generation leaders to become engaged in a meaningful way. Well, it really is like so many things. You don't really understand it. You can sit and read the newsletter all day. You can listen to these podcasts all day. You really don't understand what it is or what we do until you really do participate and get engaged to understand the complexities of everything that is going on. Well, and that doesn't even, I mean, just think about the whole legislative component. That's another piece of it. Holy cow. The work that Denise and Anthony do, and I mean, it's just pretty incredible and and how you go back how agc goes to bat for 
our contractors when there are difficult pieces of legislation even being done in the city of St. Louis, not, you know, in addition to the state of Missouri is a big deal. Well, Tracy, thank you so much. Really appreciate your time today. Sure. Appreciate your participation in AGC and good luck figuring out those complexities. <laughs> <laughs> Thanks a lot, Len. <laughs> <laughs> Thanks again for listening. It's easy to subscribe to iPodcastAGCMO on almost any podcast platform that you use. We hope you do subscribe and continue to listen as we move forward with this important project for the construction industry. To access our prior podcasts, visit www.agcmo.org, not only for podcasts, but for additional information about AGC of Missouri.